What's up, everybody? We are live. It's Chris Denman, and I've got a very special guest tonight. Very excited to talk about the new single he's just put out. I don't need to do a crazy intro. It's Bad Veins, and, and he goes by Ben, and he's got the coolest setup I think I've seen uh, throughout this uh, entire, I guess, uh, COVID time wow. stream dimension you know hey, that we're cool stuck setup. in. I don't know. <laughs> what's up man bigger, bigger dork that's what i'm thinking <laughs> as we're here we got producer matt setting things up uh had a great tech talk before we got things going but most importantly you have a new single out helicopter you're gonna play some songs and uh before yeah. we get started i think it's only appropriate cheers sir nice to see you great to have you cheers. on it's Absolutely. almost like uh almost like we're clinking in real life here i love this this is a this is a thing i do ready I got you. What do you like, do you like a ring? Oh, no. Oh, wait, I see what you mean. Yep. Wait, it's too confusing. Boom. Nope. Wait, I went too far. This is what we call content. Oh, it's quality content. <laughs> right there. Cheers to you, Ben. Nice to see you, man. I think that if you don't think that's quality content, tune out. Yep. This is not the show for you. Don't need you. Don't want you. Uh, <laughs> you did put out the new single. You've got a lot yeah. happening uh, outside of your uh, your basement tour series that I believe that you've been a part of. Uh, first and foremost, give me the straight goods. You've you've toured the world, playing all over the place. Uh, talented musician. You can find his music on Spotify. Buy it online. Throw the guy some some love. Real quick, what's it like releasing something so important like a new single uh, during the times that we're in? What give give that? Give me that. Like, what is it? That's such a unique experience that not many people are going to get to get behind in the future. Well, you know, it's funny. To be perfectly honest, uh, I mean, I love performing on stage. I feel like uh, I, you probably heard this from lots of people. There's like a, a euphoria. You get, uh, if you're like really feeling it and the people you're performing for are feeling it. And then, uh, you know, there's always the go to the merch table after the show kind of stuff and like get to hear one-on-one. -on -one. Like, I mean, who doesn't like being told they're great right somebody's like right. Oh, i really love the song and you're just like thank you that feels so good i'm so glad people like it like, yes i mean we're all just looking for validation and appreciation in some way it's like you like it they like it um <laughs> and you know i've made a ton of friends you know touring and playing shows and i i feel like um i'm missing all of that uh like the song is out and, and like people have commented like great song but it's like it's not not the same as <laughs> it's not hearing like, people sing along with it before it's even released right <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's not a lot of connection happening and even the other day i did a i did a little acoustic show and you know i told you about the one i did when i wasn't engaging uh, i was kind of away from my computer i did another one and uh, it was very very casual like uh like I was sitting at this exact setup and I have my guitar here and, and I've got my little comments on the monitor right next to the, my camera or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm just chatting with people. And it was weird. Cause like there were, I don't know, at the time, a hundred people or so watching and, uh, people were commenting and I'm, I'm answering them, even though I'm reading them. I didn't feel alone for a little while. It's like, I'm hanging out. And then, like, I hit, like, end live stream, and I'm suddenly in my basement in the dark and by very myself. Alone. Very, yeah. very alone. I mean, at least you yeah. have a cool basement setup, I guess, it's so right? Dark. It's so dark. so dark and lonely. <laughs> um, give me <laughs> – so you've really bared your soul early on. 
Um, that's how I do. That's how I write those songs. <laughs> that's the way to do it. Um, I, I love some of the uh, some of the accolades that you have, so we can get into those uh, musical artists. But you've also got some other talents, and then obviously you're conscious of your live stream setup. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you great work on that throughout the show. Oh, do you want to Do you want to show us what you're working with over there? With uh, wait, the what do you with mean? the set. With this the thing set? just took like, a left turn. Oh, you're talking about gear. <laughs> what do you What do you have there? <laughs> um, okay, well, I've got my old '73 Pioneer 1020L reel-to-reel tape machine that I've named Irene. If you Google bad veins and read anything about me, you will most definitely read about Irene. Yeah, she's that my beloved, and she's actually squeaking a little bit right now, so I've got her turned off. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else is there to show you. I've got my my flower box. Yep. Yep, doing well. Um, I've got an old military megaphone sitting up on top of there. If you can see that on top of the reel to reel. Oh, oh, we see on that right there. Yeah, I really can't wrap my brain around the way this camera works. No, I, I can see it. It's right there. Yeah, there's all kinds of boring preamps and mixers and compressors and garbage. None of that stuff's even being used right now. Um, there's a treadmill. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a treadmill back there. Yes. That's pretty much it. <laughs> well, we've gotten the tour. Uh, yep. No, there's a, I'm, there's a washing machine about 15 feet that way. Maybe we can get that in the second part of the show. Let's not all uh, yeah. let's not use everything great up front. Uh, do you feel like you were maybe prepared for some of these type of things? You do have some tech capability, and I mean, <sighs> minus the minus the loss of the live shows, I totally get that as just being a performer and a creative and wanting co to connect to people that appreciate what you're doing. Um, you said you've been doing some shows. I'm really happy to have you on We Are Live tonight. Um, do you feel like you're slightly ahead of the game a little bit in a weird situation like this? Um, yeah, I mean, I I had an Ada Mini before it was cool. <laughs> That's like, you know how you connect your Listen. fancy camera to a computer? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. I already had one of those. No, I mean, I, um, you know, Bad Veins... I mean, I feel like uh, this leads me into how Bad Veins began. I'll make it as short as I can, but like... Uh, hey, you got all the time in the world. Let's hear about it. I was in my basement in a different house. I've been here a few years, but uh, I was working on a record in my basement before. Uh, I called this Bad Veins was the name of this project. And I had no intention playing shows. I don't know if a music career honestly had ever really occurred to me at this point. I'm just like making... I wanted to make some music and I was experimenting with you know, multi-track and, and layering things up. And then I like Mellotrons and like those like old, like, you know, the Strawberry Fields Forever flutes, that's a Mellotron and you got like choir samples and orchestral things. And I like big, heavy, you know, Zeppelin drums, who doesn't? Uh, so I'm just experimenting with sounds and making cool songs or songs I kind of liked. And um, a friend in another band in town was like, Hey, you should open for my band at the show coming up in a few weeks. And I was like, huh, what do you mean open? <laughs> like I have no band. I have me. And, uh, I looked over and Irene was on a shelf. My dad gave her to me. Um, I'm like, maybe I'll just throw some of these tracks on Irene and, uh, I'll just stand right next to Irene and me and Irene will play a show. So I did a show with me and Irene and, and, uh, <laughs> I've told this story in interviews before this particular anecdote, but I remember someone walking by and uh, it was in between songs. I was like fiddling with something. And the guy went like, somebody's trying too hard. 
Oh, and I was just like, oh, well, forgive the fuck out of me <laughs> yes. for, for trying to do something. Right. My bad. Didn't mean to yeah. uh, have aspirations. <laughs> but so so um, I had the real to real and uh, my dad gave me this Vietnam jacket that uh, I he was uh, in Vietnam and he had this little army jacket. And I kind of always wore it like he's a karate guy like me. And uh, I wore it since high school. Always wore it. Uh, I'm like, hey, you know what? This army jacket, it's like roughly same era is this real to real like i'll wear this jacket when i play the show and uh, i found this old you know military megaphone at an antique mall or antique store and i just kind of had this like accidental aesthetic uh and brand kind of right out of the gate this flower box God, i can never lean the right direction <laughs> this uh this flower box was actually made to hold uh, like mixers and preamps and just some stuff to like help me with my solo show. Um, and then I wanted to sing out of a megaphone. I like the sound, like, you know, always like Tom Waits and the way yeah. he would like get up on stage and be crazy theatrical. And uh, it turns out if I do that, I sound more like Julian Casablancas from The Strokes. I don't exactly have a Tom Waits voice. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a baritone. So I've been accused of ripping them off, even though I'm like, I wasn't doing that at all. I was thinking Tom Waits, it didn't occur to me. I sound more like, so, but anyway. Um, that's hate towards skinny white dudes, right? Or, right. Yeah. Right. Come on, man. That's yeah, tough. The skinny white guy going to get a break. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so they're all, they're all just like kind of like creative solutions to, uh, obstacles when you're trying to figure out how to play music or how to have a show or how to like do anything. It's like, you got to figure out a way. And I, and I kind of feel like that that kind of not really knowing how you're supposed to do it and figuring out a way. Uh, oh wait, so yeah, I, I didn't even get to my point talking about Tom Waits and megaphone. I wanted to play guitar and sing out of a megaphone at the same time. Sure. Uh, so I'm like, well, how can I do that? So I um, I got an old like vintage like clamshell telephone and uh, ripped the wires out and touched stuff until I hello hello and it started working. Like plugged into a guitar amp. And it turned out that whatever, for whatever reason, you know, the, the the mechanics of a microphone and a speaker are very similar. Sure. Um, that the the earpiece for the telephone was functioning as a mic. I'm like, wait, it's not working. Oh, it's coming up here. Cool. So then it even looks more like a mic. So I started like using this old telephone as a microphone that I could clip onto a stand to get that megaphone sound while standing there playing guitar. And it was also like olive green, you know, the phone. Of course. Uh, it was in every great grandmother's uh, basement. <laughs> right. These things just all kind of like organically happened, like uh, the, the megaphone, the jacket, and the reel to reel. And, and it, it kind of gave me some like talking points right out of the gate. If like a blog wanted to write about bad veins, they're like, whoa, they got the vintage military and the reel to reel and the telephone and, and right. Irene. It's like, it just, it was something to write about. Yeah. Like the songs, well, yeah, the songs are okay, but the reel to reel, beautiful. <laughs> and so we got like a lot of good press, like right out of the gate. And, uh, and yeah, then like the. You need that. You, you do. I mean, if it's not, if you're not going to go the route of like insulting a celebrity on Twitter, like, I don't know what you do as an artist. Do you know how many people are talented that never make it? Like oh, you yeah. have to do things at times and it seems like more maybe it's planned maybe that's your personality but that aesthetic catching someone's eye 
That's great. I think that's that's a really cool part of the story because it's there's also a lesson to be learned too, where it, it can pay to be original and it it seems to be working out quite well for you. And I'm guessing that rather than like putting on an act, like it's stuff you actually enjoy. Like it's an extension of your creative just self. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd never considered that, but yeah, I think you're right. I like to uh, I like to fiddle with things. I mean, you mentioned like the whole uh, the whole anecdote I just gave you is because you asked about this gear, but like I uh, I have all these like LED lights all around that I've like, oh, I like this one should be blue and this one should be orange, and uh, <laughs> I just like to tinker with stuff. Like, what 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 does everybody else do with all their time? I don't know, man. Scroll. I what they call doom doom scrolling yes like, especially uh, now i would rather i don't know goof around and try to make something i'm well, a, i'm a tinker i i go down internet rabbit holes like i want to figure out how to do this and uh <laughs> uh i mean you name it i've obsessed in I, I i don't know i don't know what i'm getting at i like to experiment and do things i was just i got off my electrician about 10 minutes before this call and he was like no one's ever done this before <laughs> I don't think you can do it. Uh, you got a guy. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> As a professional, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this much. No, th that makes sense. And, and I just, I find that to be interesting. Not everybody that's uh, a talented touring musician uh, has those personality traits. I think a lot of musicians and I will pick on your, your genre as a whole, I shouldn't say your genre of music, just uh, musicians oh, no, as a whole. Fine, you get, yeah. you get some musicians and I've been proven wrong about this more and more lately. Some musicians get by on a look and uh, and maybe a little bit of a sound. That doesn't mean you're going to get to talk to an interesting person. Right. Well, I'm trying to play the hand I was dealt. And uh... well, you're doing a great job. It, it's <laughs> it, it's great, man. And I'm I'm excited about the new single. I know yeah, I there is a business to that part. How do you, I guess, navigate the next year? I know most major recording artists, they've been told. Like, that was the question, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what do you, how, I know all festivals have essentially been paused and moved forward a year. Um, yeah. So there's not going to be as many, like, you would be touring on this new album or, or this new release, or right. you would be maybe a newcomer at a festival, or you'd be joining another festival. It's, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just curious how, someone in your position looks at that next year looks at like okay do i just at a certain point go real heavy on the live streams um have you thought about it much there's a lot that you're i know you're a busy guy i'm super busy and then you wait and you're like i haven't thought about this one really important thing for six months so there's that right. aspect too um well i feel like in some ways remember when like Facebook first, like in Twitter and all these like social media things kind of all blew up and they're like, it, it levels the playing field. Cause now everybody can reach everybody. And, uh, and then, you know, there's like promoted posts and like the algorithms will keep you down. It's like, you got to basically pay them to stop standing on your neck. Like, <laughs> A great way to like, put it. So said, true. They, like, you know, how hard it is to get someone to say like, I want to follow you on the internet. And then like, at that point, like, like they still can't follow you unless like right. they do 9 million extra clicks and uh, have a degree in Facebook algorithms. It's like, they're offering it's not a level playing field. So then <laughs> not at all. You, you wonder like, okay, so now no one's playing shows. So maybe we're all just, we're all in our basement. We're all just 
meeting new friends and interviewing on the internet and getting on shows and like, what else can you do? Right. It's like, we, we're all, we have no other options. No offense. <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely the case. I, I mean, it, that's, that's 1000%. I do come from this world where, um, I don't know, eight months ago, I would throw a small fit if comics coming through town uh, would be like, well, I'm going to be busy when I get there. Let's do like a video, like let's video in. I'm like, no, come to the studio. You're here. And now I'm like, well, this is what we do, you know? So I completely yeah. know that mindset and having done radio for a few years, um, I, I'm used to the, to the phone call. I'm used to that. But the in-studio stuff is just, to me, if you're settled in and you're having a good conversation with somebody, I guess this is the closest thing. And if you have somebody like yourself who's just naturally engaging and conversational, it's so fun and it's still fulfilling on a on a certain level. But you can't tell me how pleasing, like nothing beats cheersing in person and sitting and talking for a little while. The glasses, yeah. is a special that's all. It's all I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like um, even so, so. So, so this ties in with what we're talking about. The like helicopter, the music video came out. I got another yes. one coming out in weeks. Uh, so what we decided to do was like release like one song every five, six weeks. Uh, you know, if a song's like catching fire, we'll like slow down. Maybe not put the next one out yet. If uh, if we if which is kind of like what just happened. Helicopter's doing pretty well. It's getting picked up by a lot of outlets, and uh, uh, you know, it's getting added to a lot of like programming. Uh, <laughs> we got that's, an email that's the name of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess like MTVU is starting to run it or something, and so we're going to be big in in 2002. So I, I can't shouldn't offend me. Is uh, that going to be on uh, on Channel One News? Yeah, right. <laughs> Channel One. Remember Anderson Cooper? He had gray hair when he was 19. <laughs> um, so the so we like decide like maybe we'll just like kind of like fill it up like a bird feeder. You know, every every few weeks we'll just like fill it back up. There's another single. There's another single. There, and I've got all I got a bunch of stuff ready. Um, but what I've, I've seen in the past is, you know, you put a record out and then it's like, a, like March 12th, bam, singles out. And then it's like slips into the past very quickly. And then you're like working that first single. All of a sudden the album's three months old. Somebody else has a newer record and like, it never really got the push or the attention. Like, all right, well, let's give every, you know, I like to think that like every song on a record has like its own value and it's it deserves a moment uh like hey look don't don't sleep on number eight like that's a jam and like oh i didn't even make it to that one so like <laughs> hey let's put a put a single out and right. a video for every single song on the record one at a time so we push one let it have a moment push another let it have a moment so that's what we're doing and the helicopter was the first one and uh i think it's kind of like a you know again like a, just a creative problem solving for what we're looking at like what else yeah. gonna, i'm not gonna just sit on it forever <laughs> i think that's a good plan and i think we're all gonna be better for it having that to view and to, to hang out and enjoy do you take um do you take and not to be cheesy or anything else but do you have any sort of motivation for i don't know i'm 36 so i've kind of been around i was around for um you know super young whenever mtv was all videos but there was like a certain aesthetic then and then you have the 90s and then you work your way into i always think of like and it's 1000 percent circumstance of my age like being really into blink 182 and then when they broke because they made a a parody of boy bands that were huge 
and they were they did their thing. Do you draw any inspiration from either music videos from the past or even just films uh, from the past? I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, I think that like I think that your entire life, like everything you've consumed and done and seen, like it all goes into your brain and creates some sort of like stew. Yes. And then when you go to make something out, you're just like a scoop of stew, please. And you have like no idea, <laughs> right. like what's in there and why. I mean, other people like try to like retroactively make it fit. Like, well, clearly he's talking about this. I'm like, right. well, I'm, maybe you might be right. Fuck if I know, I just did it. <laughs> it happens. It happens in comedy all the time. It's similar thought process or a joke about a similar thing. Music. There's very similar things that happen like that. You just nailed it with that, uh, with that breakdown. Cause that's, that's so, so true. I, yeah. I mean, I think that like, I, I have seen some people that are like, hey, let's start a band. Like, what do you want the band to sound like? You're like, hey, let's do, let's do pop ska. And like, let's sound like that. <laughs> pop and then ska. Like, okay. <laughs> and then they like, they kind of make all the decisions with like the other end of the brain. The, right. And then they like, okay, well, let's make the songs that sound like that. Let's like, let's farm out some chord progressions and make some <laughs> songs happen. And you're like, that's not, well, I want to do this at all. It doesn't sound like fun. It's like you're a shitty copycat. Right. I, I like to, um, and it, it's entirely possible. I don't want to sit here and be like, I'm Mr. Original, but like, it's entirely possible. I'm regurgitating things that I've heard and love. And it, it's likely, but like, I think that, it's definitely not intentional. It's like, you know, you sit down and you, I, I tend to write on a keyboard and I got a keyboard right here. That's why I'm looking at my knee. Uh, you just like start playing and you start singing and uh, whatever comes out, you know, you hope is not someone else's song. I feel like every now and then I have that dream where I'm like in a mall or something and I hear a song that sounds like exactly like my song, but isn't my song. And I'm like, Oh God, I ripped it off. And I didn't know. Like, cause I, how could anybody know? Like right. you just write, you just make the shit up. Well, um, is it, I wonder too, and this is a big one. Is it entirely impossible to be 1000% original now? I don't, I don't know. That, yeah, I yeah. don't think you can be. I mean like, so when I was a kid, Another basement. This is the third basement in this story. Noticing a trend. All, all the music happens in the basement. Um, when I was a kid, my dad had two. He was a musician, never serious. Uh, he had a couple chord books, and one of them was the first four Beatles albums. And on the cover, it had like boom, 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 boom. And you open it up, and it's just like the chords, lyrics, like guitar chords. And I like didn't even know these songs. I was probably 10, 11. But I could like, uh, I remember specifically, I remember like uh, Revolver and like Here, There, Everywhere, which is, um, it's like, so like Here, There, Everywhere is, it's like G, A minor, B minor, C. Like, yeah. Oh, not with C7. But I had no idea how this song sounded, but I'm like playing these chords like, And like really kind of like falling in love with like the way those chords work together. Right. And not and like not literally not knowing what the song sounded like. Uh, and I didn't realize until like being an adult, I'm like, oh, that really sculpted the way uh, I perceived 
music. You know, you know, big revelation. The Beatles sculpted the way people listen to music. But like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, but you know, like the way like a B7 and an E7 connect, and you're like, ooh, there's something that tickles your brain right there. What's happening? Yeah, or if a band has, uh, in very few instances that it, they always pull it off, but if a band has, uh, I guess, a couple different singers, uh, I'm thinking of. A, I know a guy in a, a successful band now that. Um, the majority, like they, they, they hand off. All, do you know the band Future Birds at all? You, you wouldn't have to. I've they, heard that name, but you've I heard them. Not. They, they were in Rolling Stone earlier this year. They tour. They're, they've been around like ten years. They're, um, they're, they're what? You're making them up, and I'm like, yeah, yeah man, yeah. Future Birds. It's a, it's a, it's a Kimmel bit, right? I'm like, yeah, right. Future Birds, right? They're, they're great. That's all pitchfork last year they were legit <laughs> no i i just find them to be interesting because they've got um to pitchfork i think what do you think of when you think of pitchfork pretentious blog nailed it <laughs> i think it's i think blog i think never mentioned me once not one time oh, no no i'm not I'm, I'm i'm a dork man i'm not gonna talk about this dork <laughs> i'm just You've got you've got enough pitchforkiness. Like someone there has to think you're in dear. Or do they go like nerd rage mean? Is that what the? Well, see, I think you might also notice a pattern where like uh, I'm not afraid to say what I think, even if it's making fun of pitchfork for being a bunch of pretentious bloggers. It's like they're not gonna write about me now. Shit. <laughs> do you feel like that's maybe where you grew up? I think Cincinnati is a, a, I don't know if it, it's a tough town, but everybody I've met from Cincinnati is kind of, they've got the cool Midwest thing going. Are you guys Midwest? Do you consider yourself Midwest? How does that work? I, I mean, the only time Midwest ever comes up in a conversation that I'm involved in is when yep. I'm talking to someone on the coast and ah. they are like, well, you're very pleasant. You must be from the Midwest. I guess like, Man, I know plenty of people around here that are gigantic assholes. Right. I would like a little credit for being nice without it being completely geographical uh, <laughs> contributing to like, yeah, where I live. Like mm -hmm. there are plenty of jerks around here. <laughs> We've got, so I'm in St. Louis, Missouri and uh, oh, we get Midwest. AF. We, that is Midwest AF. And I do love the part where uh, you're in Los Angeles or you hear people in New York and they're like, oh, the South. And you're like, motherfucker. No, this ain't Birmingham. It doesn't even make a difference. It's like, it's like you got California and you got New York. Wait, I got to get. And then you got, uh, this is the perspective of the coast. Corn. Yes. That's it. Flyover states. Yeah. Yep. That, that's how it goes. I, mean, I don't even know if Chicago, I don't even think they care about Chicago. Like, yeah, aren't there hot dogs I've there been or to something? like every city in the yeah. country, right? Every one of them, sure. multiple times. I've talked to people in all those cities. They all say the same thing. Man, this place fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> they all think their city sucks. My favorite. Except LA, New York, they think it's the best. Then they're in it. Yeah. But then, yeah. But then they look at each other as well. Like, well, you, the New York comic wouldn't make it here. Like, I'm fairly sure they'd do just fine. Like, I'm right. fairly sure at this level. But you're exactly right. My favorite thing, whether it's musicians or I don't care if you work on cars somewhere. Yeah, this scene, man, we got got to get out of this scene. This place is toxic. Like, shut up. Oh, man. Maybe look at a mirror. <laughs> That's yeah, so so not to pat myself on the back here, but, like, I have a song 
uh, if you look up Bad Veins like on Spotify, it's like yep. the biggest song we have so far. It's called Don't Run. Yeah. Uh, it was essentially like saying that exact thing. It's it's like you say you don't like living here, but your reason's never really clear. It, it's just like, it's basically saying like, it's not the place that sucks, it's you. It's like the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Like if you don't see anything beautiful, it's your own damn fault. Very like, true. Uh, and, the, and you know, it's 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 very cliche to say eyes, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, but like the more I think about that expression, like the more like real it is, you're like, I mean, that's everything, that's everything. Like if you can't see the joy in like swinging on a swing in the, in the summer, like uh, instead of scrolling on your phone, like man, that's on you. Right. Like there's beauty there. If you can't see it, it's a lack of beauty in you. It's <laughs> so true. Think about how many problems that go to the grocery store and have like two negative interactions with people. They're not horrible people. You're not a horrible. You didn't do anything horrible. They're having a bad day. Somebody just screamed at them. Uh, they have had years of people screaming at them and they're taking it out on whatever happened. More people need to disassociate like personal attacks from personal attacks in that sense yeah. because you, you nailed it on the head and that happened. I had, and I'm thinking of this, this just happened like two weeks ago. I'm in the grocery store parking lot. Um, somebody's in the car they're next to me. They hadn't pulled out. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and back out. I'm done here. And then I just get the nastiest look. And I'm talking, we're like seven feet apart. And this person was not physically intimidating. I was just wondering, like, I'm not a small guy. What if I'm psychotic? What if I have a problem? I was like, yeah. I don't know why. Like, this person flipped their lid because they couldn't, like, back out. And then I was like, please go ahead. Like, it's not a big deal. But you got to think reason we have the word ro road rage because we're just... wage. <laughs> it was... <laughs> no, somebody the other day was like flipping me off and everything i guess i did something wrong and i don't even know yeah what i do and they're like nah it's just like jesus christ now out. now remove uh the decency of being in person and then amplify that by 100 billion and you have facebook or anything online right no consequences <laughs> just hurl it's insults funny. i um i i maybe oh god i really lost sense of time pre-covid <laughs> pre-covid right. 10 I, years I would ago have, yeah i would have a little habit of like just kind of watching the news like turning the news on and kind of letting it sit on in the background while i do other things you know 24-hour news it's basically they just yapping about the same thing all the time but like sure. uh, i tend to work alone and i spend a lot of time by myself so i like but then um there COVID happened and like, I ugh, no, no, I don't need to see the news all the time. Uh, there yes. comes like, I don't remember why I brought this up, but, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you disengage. I totally have disengaged. I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to get angry at the news. Why did I bring that up? I, you know, I don't a, know. Lot of times, a lot of times I try so hard to give an anecdote proper, um, like context, sure. but I back up far enough that by the time I've established the context, I have forgotten the point that I was trying to hit in the first it's place. floated out to sea at that point. Right. You're like, but I, I, I swear I'm it was there. I'm not high. I think I'm always high. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's why you're a creative person who can uh, yeah. deliver the hits, baby. Well, it's funny. You're talking about helicopter. Helicopter, I think, is the exact opposite of don't run. Sure. Which is like, you know, don't run's all about like, um, this place sucks. I'm out of here. 
but and but then you're like that's stupid like you shouldn't be that way and helicopter is literally like this place sucks i'm out of here it's like the antithesis time to uh, go yeah it, i mean the chorus is i don't want to be here i don't want to stay helicopter <laughs> can take me away i mean let me pat myself on the back for those lyrics <laughs> the stupid lyrics no, not at all. And, it, it, and somebody, and people are connecting with it. I saw it on Spotify. It's it's blown up. You're doing a great job pushing it out there. You're getting more well, people to check it out. Well, I haven't checked. I haven't checked. Um, I like it a lot. My grandma's a big fan, according to Facebook. My 96-year-old <laughs> grandma. That's oh, amazing. Man, she's all about it. She said it's the best song I've ever written. <laughs> Is that complimentary, or does that make you feel bad for all the other songs you've written? Yeah, I don't know. It's like you're, yeah, you, you look better than usual today, and you're like, what? <laughs> I got that. I got a similar thing um, a few weeks ago um, from a friend. She came on, she played some songs, and then she was. She's always so complimentary. She always has a good time when she comes on. She was just like, "You must be pretty tired, huh?" <laughs> After the show, and I was like, "Actually, yeah." She's like, "Oh, I could tell." It's one of those things where she's like, "Hey, you still did great, but uh, you know, we'll take it where That's we can funny. get it." Yeah, that's funny. I, um, I I can't imagine anyone is going to watch all of this interview. <laughs> oh, it's happening. It's going down, man. This is people are zoning out. They're walking around. They're uh, we're in their ears, and then the video part too. It'll it'll go well. And are you playing any songs tonight? What are you thinking? I certainly could. I mean, you know, it's funny. Helicopter new single is very synth heavy. It's basically the jump Van Halen synth sound. <sighs> um, and if I had more time, I could cue it up. But um, you know, it's like the same sound, right? But it's in a different pattern because it's my song. But uh, so now I'm like trying to figure out. Like I tend to play these kind of things on like an acoustic guitar. Sure, totally different flavor. And uh, I mean, I think that a lot of Bad Bane songs are kind of melancholy and dark, and they and they have been written on a piano, and they're sad. And sometimes I like like Don't Run is a pop jam, and I like wrote it on piano all sad and I'm like let me speed it up and try that and it worked really well but helicopter what are you doing helicopter is um it like doesn't it doesn't feel the same there's a there's a person in the background what are you doing <laughs> That's never happened. <laughs> Whatever. You better have needed that. I thought you were a solo act. It was just you and Irene. That's <laughs> my wife. Well, she's allowed on. I'm not completely alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen, I play this dark character. I but mean, come only on. in my heart. In my heart. <laughs> no, <Physically. do> you... <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about touring. Um, some of the, the touring acts. What's that? not doing it what else yeah. do you do? <laughs> you're like yeah okay that answers that uh do you have any favorite bands you've toured with i saw some i, I saw some of the uh, acts that you've made the rounds with i i am curious if there's any time to actually form any real relationships or if that's romanticized a little bit uh about like bands? yeah bands that you've toured with i mean do you actually make friends because it's one of those things where we as fans and people attending, we like to think you guys go and have cocktails after. Maybe you're talking to fans oh, yeah. afterwards. Definitely. Uh, okay, great. See, we're getting a little behind the scenes. Well, let me tell you a couple real quick. Um, yeah. Let me bring this way down real fast. Hmm. Uh, well, we toured with Frightened Rabbit quite a lot. 
and uh you know scott hutchison the singer um you know he famously committed suicide two years ago and he had become a very good friend and we toured a ton together uh, i mean i just like it's all a blur but i can think like well i remember having drinks with them at that dive bar in san francisco and i remember being up in vancouver with them that one time and i remember being in austin with them that one time uh you know, we were in new york that one time we were there we were in la that one time uh you know you tour with somebody and it's it's almost like summer camp you like spend this right. like this intense amount of time with someone for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and then um I, like some bands you click with and you tour with a lot and we did we did several tours with them and, and they were a lot of fun to hang out with um i think like uh like two-door cinema club are you familiar with them it's like irish sure. pop stuff uh we did their very first u.s tour when they were in a tiny minivan uh, i guess like uh kevin the bass player had heard us on like hype machine uh one of our first songs and was like i want to i want those guys and a uh, booking agent reached out and they're like, yeah, two door cinema clubs come in and they want you to play. And I like Googled them like who? And <laughs> their first record had like just come out. Right. And uh, you know, we went out on tour with them and became very good friends. Our, our booking agent had, had joked, uh, he called it getting bad veins. Uh, <laughs> because if like, if, if we got the opportunity to hang out with, this is, this is me and a drummer. Uh, I added a drummer and then me, the drummer and Irene. Uh, so getting bad veins is what he would call like, um, oh, you met, you know, we, we told like, we were promised jetpacks a lot. Love, love uh, them. Yeah. yeah. I, in my head, I want them to be awesome people. They're very nice people. I like them quite a bit. Great to um, hear. but you like, uh, you hang out and you become friends and you get invited back and you get invited back. And then they ask the book, Hey, your bad veins come out again. And like they called that getting bad bands, which I always took as a very high compliment. Just like um, some bands are kind of not so nice, and if you are very nice, normal, accessible, friendly, thoughtful, uh -huh. they're like it's like a, a a breath of fresh air. They're like, yeah, let's bring those guys out again. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, in the tour cinema club, uh, we did. I mean, we've done five, six, seven tours with them. I don't even know. Just it's more than I can count. And uh, you're related at that point. Yeah. And even like if I'm not on the tour, you know, sometimes there's politics involved with who gets invited out. And uh, that is a big get, thing. The more politics take hold when the bigger you get, because you can say, hey, well, you, know, you can play for 3000 people a night instead of instead of getting paid to do that. You can start charging for that. Not that that's what Tudor did necessarily, but like, you know, big labels, management, like everybody's trying to make everything it's it's uh, a self-serving thing i watched it happen um with some folks here a large music festival got canceled um and then it was going to be like robert plant at a at a four thousand cap um venue and instead of a you know thirty thousand person music festival so it turned into this weird like hustle to it and i saw a local up-and-coming act get the opening gig and then uh whoop, management came and said oh no 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 <laughs> we have our own up and coming act that will get that. So yeah. it's one of those things that people don't always think about and maybe they're not interested in it. I find it to be extremely interesting because that's, that's how the game's played. That's how right. you see like, oh, so-and-so is opening for so-and-so. Maybe they're friends or maybe they contacted them or maybe they share a manager. <laughs> right. Yeah, that happens quite a bit. 
uh, I um, totally forgot what I was going to say. I, I no, I, I feel like uh, there's always the band getting the favor, and you're the one not getting the favor. <laughs> I always, right? Yeah. I always tell my like label and everyone, I'm like, all I want is something I don't deserve. Like, can't you make that happen <laughs> just once, just like, one time? Like, always getting stuff they don't deserve like when's mine i think this is it i think this is something tonight this is this is your big break yeah <laughs> hanging out with me I don't right well you know we'll work to it i trust you um do how do we want to tackle these songs are you up for it oh yeah why not so All we're right. talking about helicopter i mean this is going to be the super casual acoustic version i i um sometimes i even like forget lyrics in the middle of a song and the Fans have to yell them out really quick. I think that makes it interactive. I think you're ahead of your time. Yeah, it's open source performance. <laughs> <laughs> I um, no, and that that typically happens when I do acoustic stuff because like muscle memory goes out the window. You know, you play a show every night, you like don't even have to think about it. You're just like, I'm playing this whatever. I'm thinking about you know last night's episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm or something. And I'm like in the middle of a song, <laughs> right? <laughs> But if you do acoustic, it like throws that muscle memory out the window. So yeah. you have to remember. And if you don't remember, you just, I think if anything, I've learned to lean into the awkwardness. I'm like, all right, man, I forgot it. Anybody, anybody, <laughs> verse two, line one, anyone? I, I think it's important to not take yourself too seriously. There's, there's a difference between not being professional and having fun, right? Like you're, yeah. you're, you're good at your craft. You're still going to show up. You're going to knock it out. But under certain circumstances, roll with it, man. And I think people that you attract for that are going to be long-term people. They're not going to be, uh, pardon the pun, vain in their attempt to uh, <laughs> to follow you, right? right. I mean, that's that's the it's way funny. you go. It reminded me of a, a thing. Like one time, I was at a I was at a radio station in Chicago, and I was getting ready to do like a little acoustic thing, and uh, we we're doing like a little interview. And like in a room or two over, like a couple panes of glass away, there was another band that was like getting ready for one later. And they were like banging on guitars and bongos and shit. And you could barely hear it like through our mics. And and this DJ was like mortified at the unprofessionalism of having that happen to her. Uh, like, oh God, we can hear this thing. Like we can hear the drums. Uh, and I was like, hey, it's not a big deal. Just like, acknowledge it and move yes. on like you can hear such and such getting ready well we're in here with bad veins like like why do you gotta hide it and and she got Call so happy, like let me do my job and i was like man just like it's not a big deal like i'm not trying i'm just like i'm trying to help you chill like yeah. nobody cares about what you think everyone cares about and um that's a good um, way to put it too and i i think and i'm not talking about this particular uh, dj but I wonder if that's not maybe a lack of confidence in themselves, if we can go back to our point from earlier. I don't want to pretend that I'm not, I lack, I don't <laughs> like confidence. Uh, but like, yeah, there's something to like, um, if you're relaxed, everyone else is going to be relaxed. You can, you can sort of control the room if you just decide that you're not going to let this uh, tear you down. It happens with... Here's what, here's what I tell people that uh, are doing live stream shows or whatever else. Your dog barks, your kid walks through, your wife walks to the basement. You know, you didn't freak out and throw something like, oh, I'm in the middle of an interview. You oh, go no, with she's it. She's going to get it later. Oh, right. Of course. Right. <laughs> Classic bad veins. <laughs> you got oh. bad veins. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good plan. Now, if, 
if the people at the top, if Colbert is having tech malfunctions whenever things go, your dumb podcast that you shoot out of St. Louis screwing up here and there, you'll be okay. Like, we'll get through it. It's Right. It's, I mean, no one's ever going to accuse me of being uh, a perfectionist or overly professional. <laughs> well, we'll see. And know. that might actually, you know, maybe it'll hurt me. I mean, maybe the label's going to watch this interview and be like, what were you doing? I was like, man, me and Chris were just becoming best friends. <laughs> right. Pitchfork hates you now. It's all over. I, I, I'm not sure uh, if this was such a wise decision on your part. I honestly don't know. that. Is Pitchfork still a thing? Do they still I think exist? it is. Yeah. I I, um, I want to say there's a festival, right? Are they the ones that did like the one to ten scale, you know, assigning numerical value to art as it should be? They're the ones? <laughs> I think so. I... I, I remember. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. If we can only assign some sort of numerical value, like, you know, to someone's creative work that we do not necessarily understand or right. empathize with, that's clearly or, the way to figure out who the real artists are. I think it's the only way to the truth. And they found it yeah. <laughs> in their heyday. Um, like if you, if like five years ago, you like drenched everything in reverb. They'd be like, 10 to 10. <laughs> Yes. Like, ah, this guy's too self-aware. Two. Yep. Don't like it. It looks like he may have played a sport in high school. Get him out. <laughs> right. Um, so we're going to hear a very subdued version. Um, yeah. So um, you can look helicopter up on, you know, all the surfaces. It won't sound anything like this, but it's the gist. <laughs> but the, the spirit is still there. I honestly don't know how people can write songs and not be hot messes with scatterbrains. Uh, it seems important. To me. Okay. Um. If you had told me just this time yesterday I'd be starting over, I'd be running away How did I get here again? I might never know Let down your rope, God knows I'm ready to go I don't want to be here, I don't want to stay Helicopter, come and take me away I've done all I can, I've done all my poor heart can take Helicopter, come and take me away I might be lost, but I might still be found I gotta keep my head up I can't get turned around I keep my hands in the air You keep your eyes down below And hang down your rope God knows I'm ready to go
Kinda, you got it, man. That was our COVID version. That was great. I, I like the acoustic version too, man. And again, if you guys want to go out, check that out online wherever you're listening to music. Where's the best place to purchase stuff from you? Oh, no idea. Money's not a thing. Thank you. You can't buy anything. Needed to be said. I appreciate I that. Have zero idea how someone could put a penny in my pocket if they wanted to. I have no idea. <laughs> I think once you get to 1 billion plays on Spotify, they send you like a, a trophy and then that should be at least emotional yeah, payment. No, no. Um, so, you know, it's funny. I think that like, I, you know, I have um, a fair amount of confidence in my songwriting, but I, I think that like, um, I enjoy production uh, and arrangement and orchestration quite a bit. And, um, you know, a lot of times I'll be like writing a song, sculpting out an idea, and I'll find a cool synth sound, and I'll kind of be playing with that synth while toying around with lyrics. And it's like sometimes um, I don't know that I've got a good idea until I've like produced it just enough. I'm like, oh man, that does feel good. That's nice. That's good. But like if I had done it on guitar in the first place, I don't know if I would have been convinced. So it's really? Like, uh, so you you're you're drawn to a specific either just the style of how you create whenever you've got your your hands on the keyboard, or do you think that just sonically it doesn't get you going as much? Do you think it's in, do you think it's inside or do you think it's outside? I don't know. <laughs> That's it's like oh wow, it could be either. <laughs> yeah, well, so like I mean, I think that like the the album version of Helicopter is I really like it. Uh, but it's it's about it's a combination like i don't think the songwriting works for that song really in particular i think some songs you know like a big bang and pop song plucked out on an acoustic guitar I don't know, it's fine uh, sure it, there's a novelty to it maybe 
Yeah, but there are some super sad songs I feel like work really well and maybe even better than the album versions. Um, I shouldn't say the one I just did doesn't work, but that's basically what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. You're being hard on hard. you're you're being hard on yourself. It it works. You sounded great it, and uh it sounds like a weird 80s jam and, and I love the album version. Um, I mean, if you play like um, you know, Take on Me uh on an acoustic guitar, you're like that's fine, but it's not magical the way the album version is. I mean, you hear that ding, 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 ding. You're like, oh, that's so good. You love it. <laughs> it's like a different thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Do you what have... The only ever heard was him going duh, 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 on acoustic guitar. You'd be like, that's a good song. I like that yeah. song just fine. But it's, it's fine. But it's not like <laughs> that the production is... The production's a lot, I guess. No, I, I think it definitely is. Um, Should I do like a sad song to see if it works any better? Let's try it out. What do you got? Right, I, I feel like I heard we were gonna do two. Yeah, let's um, do two. I appreciate it, man. Let me no. do a sad or one. <laughs> now all this weight is on this one. Like, <laughs> boy, you better really ruin someone's day with this track. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and really, it's more like a proof of concept, a juxtaposition of a pop jam. It's like a somber jam. Um, somber jam. Let's start somber a festival. Let's start a festival. I'm pretty sure that that exists. Right. Um, I'll do this one. It's called Doubt. Uh, this is also on Spotify. It's on the last record called uh, The Mess We Made or The Mess Remade or whatever it's called. Um, if you break this story down to the core... It's just a tired old line that we've all heard before. I try to do what's right. I try to be what you are. But I'm finding there's no way in anymore. What? was once so free of doubt now it's just hard to figure out only time will tell this can't be explained sometimes i wait for you do I wait in If you break this story down to the core I've got a pocket full of keys But I still can't open the door Now I'm assuming there's a way And I'm hoping someone's gonna help But I not gonna hold my breath anymore. 
brought the mood down wonderful song man great job see you were you were catfishing me a little bit there you're worried you're oh I don't, well, this I, isn't gonna be good that was great man wonderful job I mean, for me that feels more like um i feel like that works better than a guitar i feel like it's easier for me to get lost in the music and really feel it i mean like my eyes were closed half the time sometimes you I forget anyone's watching i'm just like trying to get lost in it or let myself get lost in it we're like it's kind of hard to do that with like a pop song where you're like, for sure hey. well and especially too when you're the architect and you're missing you know 70 percent of the house right so exactly that makes total sense um all right so people need to go watch the video for helicopter yeah 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 just i don't know bad veins look up bad veins on youtube i'm sure it'll pop up first for sure hopefully. Otherwise, and, some crazy shit will come up first. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get, it'll be some some doctor explaining how Lysol does work in your veins or something like that. Who knows? What way could we go? Who knows? Listen, Ben, uh, we'll check out Bad Veins. We'll see the, uh, the video for Helicopter. We'll check out everything new that you're going to put out. Wonderful talking to you. And again, let's have some fun another time, man. Thanks for coming uh, on We Are Live. This was a pleasure. All right. See you, Ben. We are live, 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 we are live, live.